Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Hi, I'm Willie King, and this is The Bigger Picture. Stocks fell on Thursday as investors worried that the Federal Reserve's restrictive monetary policy will remain in place for longer than expected. This was the third straight day of losses for the three indices and the worst session since March for the S&P 500. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 1% to 34,000 points. The Nasdaq fell 1.8% to 13,200 points. And the S&P 500 fell 1.6% to 4,300 points. Overall, US stocks have performed fairly well this year, yet China stocks, despite stimulus measures, including keeping its benchmark rates unchanged, continue to see an extended poor run. Joining us on the line as we unpack all of this is Lee Kian Soon, CEO of Astro Asset Management. Hey Kian Soon, good morning. Good morning, Willie. Hey, good morning. So, I do understand Kian Soon, you know, you are a uh, investor in the Chinese market and for me, I've also been to Hong Kong recently, you know, to, to look for an investor trip. And, you know, I just want to pick your brains here. I mean, if you have seen, US stocks have performed fairly well this year despite you know the the high rates for longer yet you know on the other hand you have china stocks china and hong kong stocks they have continued to see an extended poor run here so perhaps maybe you can give us an overview of your take on the performance on the chinese stock market so far i think hong kong and china has faced a perfect storm this year i mean based on a couple of factors firstly uh, it's a disappointing post-pandemic recovery uh, which is not as strong as the market has anticipated Secondly, it's the U.S.-China trade tensions and sanctions that they face. And not to forget, there is a property sector meltdown where we have major property developers like Country Garden facing uh, huge problems repaying their debts. And last but not least, there's a threat of China-Taiwan military conflict. And as a result, right, if you look at uh, Hong Kong-China, Hang Seng has been a key underperformer uh, in the past year as well as the past few years. Uh, in 2022, it declined 14.4%. And as you mentioned, you know, most of the uh, other indices have also declined in 2022, but have recovered. For Hang Seng case, this year, it continued to decline more than 7%. How much more of an impact do you see China's economic slowdown um, having on China and Hong Kong stock market? I think the, the slowdown uh, and the messages as a result of, you know, the reports of the declining economic data, I think all this has been pretty priced in into the Hong Kong markets and the Chinese markets. I mean, it's no longer hardly any surprise, you know, uh, that we know that China is in a slowdown mode. Mm. Uh, we, we knew that, you know, the GDP growth is, is not going to be as spectacular as it used to be. I think the, the market has accepted that, you know, China is currently in a different phase of its economic cycle. Mm, and this was also something which I've also been hearing on the ground when I was in Hong Kong. And there's something which I always like to hear, you know, from Ron Buffett. He always say, "Begree when others are fearful." Here, so aside from the doom and gloom, I like to just tap on your brains on, you know, what are you seeing in the opportunities in China here, despite all this doom and gloom. For the opportunity space, I think Hong Kong has begun. You know, Hong Kong market, Hang Seng has uh, begun to look like good bargain hunting round for good companies trading at uh, very attractive valuations. If I look at Hang Seng today, the price to earning ratio is about 6.2 times. It's an all-time low versus other markets. And the discount is so steep that even the business owners are buying back their own shares wow. in Hong Kong. So, so that is a very clear sign that even the business owners find that their shares are clearly undervalued and they are taking proactive actions uh, to buy back their own shares. 
And this is actually very interesting here because on one hand, you have looked at Hang Seng being one of the cheapest and you have mentioned that the price to earnings is about 6.2 times uh, at an all-time low versus other markets. And this is something which has sort of struck up to many investors, especially for contrarian investors. So for yourself, Gensu, you know, what are some of the sectors uh, which you are looking at or which you like you know, in this um, bargain hunting ground here? I think in terms of the sector trends to watch, uh, first, you know, definitely consumer is a key trend. But I would say, you know, we have to focus on the new spending habits of the uh, Generation Zs mm. uh, moving towards, for example, they're moving towards domestic travel. You know, unlike in the past, you know, they, they are just buying up gadgets. And in terms of the online shopping pattern, the generation, uh, Gen Zs continue to, you know, uh, dominate. And at least half of them, you know, shop online, which is, and another third prefers hybrid shopping. So the online shopping platform is going to continue to be a strong, you know, retail uh, magnet. Uh, next is tourism, right? Since the recovery, domestic tourism, you know, has been you know, the core focus, given that there are tra- uh, travel limitations. But now it's moving towards international uh, travel as China uh, resumes its international travel and remove the incoming poor group limitations. Next sector to watch is, of course, uh, the EV versus the green tech sectors. The China automobile companies are increasing capex for their EVs, right? A bit both global and domestic green transactions and transitions. And if you look at the whole industry uh, for EV, China is miles ahead, right? And for EVs as well as autonomous vehicles. And it currently controls two-thirds of the global capacity of lithium processing with a 20 to 24% uh, cost advantage. So China has been very proactive on the EV front. If you look at uh, Singapore today, you could see a lot of uh, you know BYD uh, vehicles being on the roads as well, and they are making inroads into Europe as well as the other international markets. Mm, I think it's very interesting here, Ken. So I mean, you're looking at consumer, tourism, healthcare, and the EV market as well. Now, just to shift away from these opportunities here, of course, we are also looking at the risk. Um, what are the risks as investors we should be looking? for when it comes to investing in China? I think over the last few years, if you look at uh, one of the key risks is the foreign trade sanctions as a result of tensions between countries. One example is a ban of US funds investing in certain stocks that are you know, regarded as a threat to uh, the safety of other countries. The other example is the semi-con uh, chip sanctions that you know, was announced uh, in this year. The second uh, risk, I would say, is sometimes they do have a rapid change in terms of their government policies. Uh, one example is the ban of online tutoring, you know, which significantly affected the whole sector overnight. I do understand, Ken, so you, know, you, you do invest in the Chinese market here. And you know, could you just share with the audience what sort of um, things which you are looking at in order to outperform or find the alpha or the edge in China market today? I think in order to outperform uh, you know, in the China-Hong Kong markets, the first uh, thing to remember is diversification is key. So, you know, you need to have a portfolio of Chinese stocks uh, to, uh, to diversify the risk. And uh, what I always uh, shared is having one or two China stocks in one sector is not considered sufficient for diversification. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but, but however, some, some most investors, you know, have limited their exposures. And as a result, they have two Chinese stocks. And, you know, and if 
within the same sector and if something happens, you know, it, it's not a sufficient form of diversification, definitely. Mm. Uh, sec- secondly, I think it's also not about timing the market, but it's about your time in the market. I mean, this is a very favorite quote by the market, but currently what I'm seeing is as long as there's a hope for mega stimulus or announcements about what the government is trying to do something, then, you know, all the money, hot money will, will go in to buy the, the Chinese stocks. And and if the, the stimulus somehow disappoint or the, the intensity of the stimulus is not as good as one expect uh, everybody is selling out and waiting on the on the sideline so so I, I don't think if you use this kind of strategy it's going to work very well <laughs> in a in a market like you know china uh last but not least i think in our experience uh, active management will provide uh, much an edge like, because you need to react to policy changes to the situation on the ground so uh in our experience active management would outperform versus you know buying onto a index for these markets. Mm, so diversification is one key issue here. Uh, it's also not about timing the market. And lastly, of course, active management. Um, I think this is something which uh, is very different from the sort of the buy and hold strategy which a lot of um, US invest- or investors who are investing in the US market sort of holds as well. We have been speaking with Lee Kian Soon, CEO of Astro Asset Management. Thank you so much for your time, Kian Soon, and I hope to see you again. You're most welcome. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.